Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And we are wrapping up the AFC East in terms of talking about each and every team and their fantasy prospects for the 2023 season. And it comes down to the Jets, Wiz, who will be this year's Hard Knocks team. Uh, excited to see what happens. Obviously, a much-discussed situation the entire offseason, but Aaron Rodgers is here, and we're ready to roll, Wiz, with the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I know, um, you know, the, the outlook is high. Uh, they have the Jets as one of the favorites in the AFC East. I mean, in, in one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl or come make the Super Bowl in the AFC East. Uh, they were figuring that defense was rock solid, and now the switch to Aaron Rodgers is going to make a tremendous difference. And I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with that, but here's what I am saying. I'm not going to draft Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback one. I think he's the perfect quarterback two to have because if he if he reverts back to some of the stuff that he's done these last, you know, not the last year or two, but prior to that, where he was really in MVP form and he was really putting a big passing numbers, you know, then you feel good about that. But if you draft him as your number one quarterback and he, his running is, is, is not utilized anymore. And that calf injury, and you see him with that leg wrap all the time. And I'm not sure about that. If somebody else wants him to be their quarterback one, I'll tip my hat to them and say, so be it. But for me, uh, I got to have something more secure at quarterback one, but I wouldn't mind him as my quarterback too, because just in case you have that ceiling and have that upside, it's there. But uh, my level of confidence is uh, Aaron Rodgers, my quarterback one, is just not there. I, I haven't really talked to you about this. Do you see it differently? So, oh, this is a tricky one for me. I, you know I love Aaron Rodgers, the player. Uh, so let's let's start there. Uh, but he is a year older. Uh, he's a definitely different guy than when he first came into the league. Uh, you know, now he's doing these darkness retreat, retreats and these uh, mushroom drinks that he's having and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'd say last year, Wiz, he was definitely majorly impacted by that thumb, which was essentially broken. Uh, and probably impacted the way he could throw the football last year. Granted, he was also dealing with young offensive players who he didn't necessarily endear himself to, uh, you know, going into the season. Uh, and then that showed, the results showed on the football field. Now, whether there's some kind of new commitment from Rodgers this year, I don't know. The fact is, last year, he only coming off two MVP seasons, uh, you know, he responded to it when they when they drafted Jordan Love, he turned around and he threw 48 touchdowns, right? And last year he struggled. He only averaged 217 yard passing a game. The, the Packer offense last year was looked out of sorts a lot of times. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers couldn't even win that last game when he needed to against the Detroit Lions to get into the, to the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I would agree with what you're saying. I, I'm going to let somebody else take him as a QB1 if they want to. I think he is the ideal Q quarterback, too, without a question. Uh, he is reunited with a former um, quarterback's coach, that is, and that's Nathaniel Hackett, who will be the new offensive coordinator for the Jets. I hated Mike LaFleur. I'm glad he's gone. Uh, Robert Sala, who is not an offensive guy, needs to rely on that coordinator position. And hopefully Hackett rejoining with Aaron Rodgers not that Hackett helped himself in Denver as a head coach at all last year, but certainly working together with Aaron Rodgers in the past. Uh, and, and look, the Jet offensive line 
has to play well. Uh, and, I, you know, on the surface, Wiz, I don't think they're as good as the Green Bay Packer offensive line. Uh, they've made some changes. They made some draft picks. They need Becton to stay healthy. But I think there are definitely downside risks to Aaron Rodgers. I know there's a lot of excitement, like you said. The odds have gone up about the Jets. The last time they were on hard knocks, they made the playoffs. All this stuff is working in that direction. But let someone a little bit more excited take Aaron Rodgers as their one QB. All right. So on the same page there. So let's go to Brees Hall. Um, The talent cannot be disputed. Nope. However, the debate starts with the injury. Um, what are we going to get out of Brees Hall? How early are we going to get it get it out of him? Um, is this going to be a J.K. Dobbins where he comes back a little bit earlier? Are the Jets looking at a two-year window and, re- and feel that they can't have Brees Hall sit out four or six games? So when it comes to Brees Hall, you're not just talking about talent of the player. You're talking about the injury when he comes back, and how quickly is he going to start playing that fearless, aggressive style that makes him an elite talent, or is it going to take a while for that to come back? Um, Regardless of how you feel about it, the question becomes, is Michael Carter the main target for the person that wants to get Brees Hall? Is Michael Carter the main target or if something were to happen where Hall was going to miss games in some time, is it going to be uh, Michael Carter? Is it going to be Zonovan Knight? Uh, is it going to be uh, Bainaconda? I mean, is it going to be a combination of those guys? So start with your thoughts on Brees Hall, the injury, and then how are you viewing the handcuff? Brees Hall is a beast. Um, he's great. He catches the ball. Uh, he's explosive. He averaged almost six yards a carry. He had a couple of incredible big-time plays in a very, very short sample set. Uh, if I'm the Jets, I'm not putting that player on the football field to start the season based on everything that you just said. And I don't care that modern medicine is provided uh, these players to come back even sooner from this injury. But wh- you, you have a deep running back room. Uh, and I think you can utilize all three of those players. I think Michael Carter has shown you that he is more of a complimentary than a lead back in the NFL. That's the, that's the way I take it. Um, so I'd be looking at a combination of the three of those guys that you mentioned. Ty Johnson's not here anymore. He had an injury settlement with the team. I kind of like that player, but he, he was kind of tough and hard-nosed, but he's not going to be here. So I think you'll see a three-headed monster if the Jets decide to be smart, uh, which I think they should be, and not start the season with Brees Hall. Playing football, but you know, let's see what happens. It takes time to come back from this type of injury. You want that player to come back explosive and confident, and I think the more time that you give him, the better it is. But, but Knight Abakananda and and Michael Carter, I, I I would see kind of a a split a split situation. I don't think you hand the keys to Carter. I don't think he's that type of player. Was. So going into a draft, are you leaving draft any uh, with any circumstance? Is there any chance that you will have Brees Hall as your number one running back in a draft? Um, will you take the chance and say in the second half will be great, or do you need somebody more reliable? Um, I'm not saying going to necessarily say more talented because he's in terms of talent, he's right up there. But would you say you need a more reliable number one running back? Or can you see a scenario where you're leaving a draft where Breach Hall is your number one running back? So I left a number of drafts last year, Wiz, with both DeAndre Hopkins and um, 
and uh, Goodwin, uh, Chris Goodwin, Chris Godwin, excuse me, from from Tampa Bay. So I took those chances last year, knowing that Hopkins was going to be suspended, not an injury situation, uh, and obviously Godwin was recovering, which ended up happening sooner than later. Uh, but he did have some early season uh, issues trying to get back in the field. So, so the answer is yes, I would take that chance. And especially given my philosophy at running back where I don't mind kind of playing around with the position a little bit. Yeah. I'd be a guy who would take that chance. He's that impressive a player to me was. All right. Let's go to wide receiver where Garen Wilson is clearly the lead dog. Alan Lazard is clearly number two, especially with the familiarity with Aaron Rodgers, And then, there's the others. McCole Hardman, who certainly is not a favorite for either one of us. Nope. He'll have some good games, but he can't be relied on. Um, Randall Cobb is there. Corey Davis, Denzel Mims. Um, as far as the wide receiver room goes, um, certainly Garrett Wilson. Uh, Alan Lazard is kind of like in Juju Smith-Schuster territory for me. Wide receiver three, wide receiver four, I think is it best for him. Um, am I missing something, or do you see it the same way? No, I see it the same way. I mean, I, I would, I, I really do wish that Elijah Moore uh, was on this team still, but that's not the case. They traded him to Cleveland. Uh, I think you know what you know the rapport that him and Lazard have, and I don't think the role is going to be all that much different. Wilson was able to somehow catch 1,100 yards worth of passes, uh, given all the guys that were throwing the ball to him last year. Only four touchdowns though, Wiz, but 147 targets. I think he's going to be a target monster in this offense, uh, without a doubt. Uh, we could be looking at a situation where this is a player that kind of approaches the way the Minnesota Vikings approached uh, Justin Jefferson in terms of volume. So I, I could see that happening. Randall Cobb's older. McCole Hardman's inconsistent. Uh, Corey Davis has been a non-factor for for a while now, even though the Jets signed him to that big contract. So th- this is this is the Wilson show. Uh, I could easily see this guy getting targeted somewhere in the 170, 180 target range was for this season. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll get you know he'll get he'll get a lot of targets. He's clearly the best guy there. I'm not sure like how that Lazar thing is going to factor into it. Uh, you know. Trust is the biggest thing with Rodgers, and he certainly trusts Lazard. Uh, but uh, you can't dispute the talent of somebody like Garrett Wilson. Um, moving to tight end, tell me if I'm crazy or not. I have an interest with Tyler Conklin. As oh, yeah. For tight end this oh, year. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't talked with you at all about this, but I, I, <laughs> I just have a feeling that this player, I just know him so well from his days at the Vikings, this has got the tight end that Aaron Rodgers really likes to throw the ball to. Yep. A crafty guy who understands what defense is going to do. Man, I'm going to try and leave with Tyler Conklin as my tight end, too, in as many drafts that I could get. Uh, I just feel like um, this could be the real sleeper of all sleepers at tight end position this year. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, Azuma is also there, uh, another athletic guy, uh, but. Uh, Conklin was unbelievable to start the season last year, if you remember, Wiz, right? I, I think I had him on a number of teams, and, and all the all the leagues I had him in, by the way, I picked him up on the waiver wire, maybe like in week two or three, uh, and he kind of sat out there most of the year anyway. Uh, 87 targets last year, 58 catches, almost 600 yards, and a nose for the end zone. Aaron Rodgers has made Robert Tanyan a big factor uh, in previous years. He likes to throw to tight ends over the course of his career. And everything that we just talked about in terms of 
the receiver position because there really isn't kind of that slot guy that you kind of look and say, ooh, that guy's going to make a difference. So Tyler Conklin kind of fits that need very distinctly, in my opinion. Yeah, and I could just see it. I mean, I could just visualize it. And uh, I just think he's going to be a real security blanket for Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, you know, like we talked about every other defense in his division, the Jets are a defense that should be drafted in old formats. You got to think with Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, there's not going to be as many mistakes to put their defense in as bad spots. They have Greg the Hammer Zerline there uh, as well. I'm just wondering if you draft Greg Zerline, are you going to be annoyed when it's fourth and three and Aaron Rodgers is talking solid into going for it instead of trying like a 52-yard field goal? Those things, you know, happen from time to time. But um, you got to be confident drafting uh, all the all the defenses really in this division. Uh, do you feel any differently about the Jets' defense? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I, the Jets' defense is, is good. It's young. It's hungry. Uh, and you have to actually think that this is kind of a top 10 unit in the league right now. Uh, and I think a better a better offense definitely takes pressure off of the young defense as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all with you there. You know, Zerline certainly got a number of attempts from long distance. I think he tried over 20 kicks from 40 three yards or longer last year. Uh, not as much consistency as had, he's had in the past with those kicks, but nonetheless, he was used a lot, so you have to like that in an offense that should be a hell of a lot better. Yep, agreed, agreed. Uh, so uh, I think that's a wrap on the AFCs. Anything else you wanted to add to the Jets? No, no, I just know uh, there's a lot of people uh, who Jet fans have been scarred for a long time with, so... Uh, I think they know that they have a relatively short window with Rodgers. Now, whether Zach Wilson can develop behind him, that remains to be seen. But nonetheless, I, I got tired of looking at that player very, very quickly. Uh, hopefully, he looks, learns, and listens. Um, but yeah, this is uh, Aaron Rodgers has the keys. Hopefully, it's more than just one season. And hopefully, the Jets' investment is a smart one. You got it. All right, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribing. We'll come up next with the AFC North teams. We're going to do each division, each team within that division. And Wiz, hell of a job, and we will talk to you soon. You got it. Thank you.